1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called, Being Imitators of Christ. Jesus Christ is both Lord and Savior of you and me. He's both our Savior and the Lord of how life ought to be lived out by you and me. The Bible tells us in the book of Colossians that our Lord and Savior Jesus is also the firstborn of many brothers. He is our elder brother, and we are his many brothers. He was the firstborn of many brothers who's supposed to show all the other brethren who follow him how to successfully represent the father. Because without him, we won't know how to correctly represent the father. The firstborn is supposed to be the leaders, the trailblazers. The firstborn are supposed to lead the way so that all the other brothers that follow also go in the right way. The same way that Jesus represented the father is the same way that we're supposed to represent him too. Our big brother Jesus shows us how to represent the Father The way that God the Father wants us to do That includes representing Him in our conduct Representing Him in our speech Representing with the proper attitude And with the proper actions too We're supposed to be imitators of our Father In all these things And Jesus will show us how to do What God wants us to do properly Like He plans for me and you to do We're all supposed to be imitators of Christ So without further ado let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you allow this thing to get in your heart and remain on the inside of you, it will begin to start causing something to happen on the inside of you that will put you in the position where you won't sin no more. This is powerful. Woo! You won't. You won't. Why? Because you won't have a heart to do it no more. Because your heart has now been consumed with what, who you are and what God wants you to do. Are you listening to me up in here? Amen. Hallelujah. He said you won't sin no more. Why is that? Because once you get plugged into the vine, come on, remember when you get plugged into the vine, praise God, that which is in the vine begins to push through you and produce that fruit off of you. So when you plug into a sinless savior, that is going to push through you and cause you a sinless, become a sinless saved person. No, y'all don't like this. That ain't possible. Oh, really? Keep your finger here. Go over to 1 John chapter 2. Because he's writing to his children. He's writing to his children. Let's read about it. Let's read about it. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, he's talking about to the people that's boned again. I got about in here that's boned again? Yeah. Ha. My little children, these things are, I write unto you that ye sin not. And when any man sin, huh? And when any. If, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the father. See, the only reason why you put the word if in there is because there's a possibility of it not happening. Because I wrote this thing, the word, this seed, I'm going to drop on the inside of you so you sin not. I'm going to give you my law. I'm going to give you my teaching. I'm going to give you my doctrine. And if you allow that word to get engrafted on the inside of you and you water that word, take care of that word, nurture that word, protect yourself, protect it like I told you to do, it's going to bring forth a harvest in you. And that's called sinlessness. Is there anybody in the house? I'm, once again, let's go to the practical then. I know you don't want to accept that, but is there anybody in the house up in here, up in here, up in here, up in here, that used to do stuff that they don't do no more? Look at the hands. Look around, look around, look around, look around. The ones that don't have a hand up say, well, your day coming, your day coming. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can put your hands down now. And why was that? Because a seed got dropped on the inside of you. An incorruptible seed got put on the inside of you that put you in a position where as you start conducting yourself like you really are a child of God. Because that sinlessness from the vine start pushing out and it becomes yours and mine. And then before you know it, his mind is our mind. His thoughts are our thoughts. His ways are our ways. Hallelujah. And when his thoughts become our thoughts, his ways become our ways, then we'll conduct ourselves like he do too. But the problem is, brothers and sisters, instead of learning the word, getting up the word up on the inside of me and you, we sitting there watching everything on the boob tube and everything on TV rather than reading what God said to you and me. We're not putting his word up on the inside of us. Are you listening to me up in here? So we don't believe it's possible. So we don't lie. listen to the lies say you can't. Ain't no way you can live life without sinning. Shut up, fool! The Bible said you can. Praise God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. I say Hallelujah. Hallelujah! And that's what we're supposed to do: be plugged into the vine like we're supposed to, so that we get to the point. Somebody say, get to, point. get to the point. Now this ain't automatic. This ain't just because you become a Christian. Poof! You know now I don't sin no more. No, 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 no. That's that's not how <laughs> this works. Praise God! It's a process. Somebody say process. But don't let me keep saying it's a process cause you to just stand on the outside of the process and be like, well, it's a process. No, when you get into the process. <laughs> Praise God and begin to start doing what you need to do to be able to make sure that this be you, too. Is anybody hearing me up here? Go back to first John chapter three, back to first John chapter three. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. He said in verse eight, whosoever is born of God ha, does not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Why? Because he knows what God has to say. And, he, and because of that, he ain't like that no more. See, we're not the same person who we were prior to being born again. Can I get an amen in the house? We are not the same person that we were before we got born again. Because before we were slaves of sin, but we've been set free. We've been loosened because of the, the, the work of the Lord was to loosen us from all that we used to do. And that includes not only setting us free from the slave market of sin, but that's setting us free from the sin. That's not just setting us free from the slave market of sin, that's also setting us free from the sin. We See, we were sons of disobedience before. Mm-hmm. But now we're sons of obedience. Say it in faith, if nothing else. Praise God. We're not the sons of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Hallelujah. I felt that drop. Praise God. Like, really? Yeah. At least say it in faith. Dang, faith come by in and say something. Ephesians <laughs> chapter two. Don't drop right there. Come on, come on, run with me. Ephesians chapter two. Remember the Bible said, let the weak say I'm strong. Say, let the poor say I'm rich. Let the folk that's tripping said I'm finally straightened it out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter two. See, when we were dead in sins, God did what he needed to do to save me and you. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Start reading verse one. It says, and you, look at your neighbor, say, You talking about you. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. That's who we was before. We was dead in trespasses and said, don't I am dead on our way. Now, remember that word dead right there is talking about separation because we were separated from God because that which God stated what happened happened just like he said it would happen. What did he say happened? He told the female Adam and the male Adam, if you partake of the treatise in the, in the middle of the Garden of Eden, you shall surely die. When you read it in the literal Hebrew, it says die, die. Die, die. Yeah, die, die. Because there's three deaths. But he only spoke of two. That's why it's die, die. Man, I'm so glad he didn't say die, die, die. He said die, die. Where <laughs> is God? Because if he said die, 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 we'd be through. Is anybody here? <laughs> <I mean, yeah. laughs> he didn't say die, die, die. He said die, die. Where is God? The first death is separation from God. That's what occurred the moment that he did that, because he had to separate from God to do opposite of what God said do. Are you listening to me over here? He became separated from God right there, spiritually speaking. And once he became separated from God, that's that's the spiritual. That, that, that is the spiritual death. The second one kicks in and opens the door for the next one to happen. And that's called that's called physical death. That's where poverty, sickness, and all that other kind of foolishness comes in, despair and stuff that causes you to wonder where, oh, where God is and what he's going to do. That's that stuff to start manifesting for me and you. Those are the two deaths that he talked about, to die, die. Prayer as God. The third one, which is eternal death, occurs if you die physically, already spiritually dead. If you die physically, already spiritually dead, then you'll step into eternal death at that point, which means ain't nothing else can be done about it. you through. That's why I don't believe nobody tell you about no crap about no purgatory, where you can light some candles and and stuff like that and get somebody out. No, the only thing that's going to burn is them if they did not accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Not unless you're going to light the candle in effigy. effigy. Praise God. If you're going to do it that way, then go ahead and do it. But other than that, don't think it's going to set nobody free because there is no such thing. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, which right then is when you show up. Are you listening to me up in here? You're either going up or down. It's going to be one or the other. You're going to have a smile or a frown. But that's based upon the decisions you made while you was here. So don't believe that foolishness. So if somebody trying to get you to buy a, a get out of hell card free for somebody else, save your money. Praise God, because it can't help you. Isn't anybody hearing me over here? Hallelujah. So he said that we were dead in sins. We had been involved in the first death. Praise God, which is spiritual death. And was experiencing the manifestation in part of the second death which is poverty, sickness, and all the other foolishness that was happening in our lives. He said, and you have he quickened. That word quicken means made alive. God gave you his life. He quickens you, Praise God, who who were dead in trespasses and sin. Notice, were dead in trespasses and sin. He's talking to the church right here because we ain't dead no more because we've been saved. Everybody said, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Wherein in times past, he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, hallelujah, who is rich in mercy. For his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved, and have raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come that he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved, through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Hallelujah. Now we who were dead in sin, we were, we were quickened together. God saved us. When he did what he did for me and you, he came to save us. Now the saving us is from both the sin and the wages of sin. The saving of us is from both the sin and the wages of sin. He came to deliver you from both. Not one, both, because God's into complete works. Not one, both, came to deliver us from the sin and the wages of sin. Sin as in living a life of sin, missing the mark, transgressing against God. The wages of sin as in the price that we would have to pay. That is both temporary and eternal for the sins. Now, the wages of sin, as I said, is the price that we would have to pay. That is both the temporary and eternal for the sins. Praise God. But thank God that Jesus Christ paid the price for me and you. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Why? Because he 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 died on the cross for me and you. And the blood of Jesus covered our sin like it, just like he said it would do. It remitted it, took it away, wiped it away, obliterated it to the point that that ain't even there no more. Sin had a wage that it needed to be paid, and God wrote the check and paid for it. He wrote it in his blood. Hey, listen to me. Signed it and sealed it in the blood. Praise God. And took care of that for, that for that point forward. And come on, Deuce. He was standing on three time zones when he did it. Praise God. Because when he was on the cross and said, forgive them, for they know not what they do, they were standing on three crime zones, past, present, and future. So he didn't just cover the sins of your past. He covered the sins of your present and the sins of your future, too. That's why we lift up our hands and give praise and glory to him. Because he did what nobody else could do. He covered it all for me and you. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. But there's a second part of it that I told you about. There's a second part of it that I told you about. The second part is the sin too. He saved us from both the sin and the wages of sin. The sin as in living a life of sin, missing the mark, transgressing against God. Because when Jesus Christ went to the cross for me and you to do what it is that he went to do, remember when he died on the cross and gave up the ghost, said, Father, into thy hands, commend thou my spirit, and then gave up the ghost. There was natural manifestation that showed that what he did actually worked, praise God, because what the veil was renting too from the top to the bottom, showed that you now have access to the Father like it is that I purchased for you, praise God. But there was another thing that happened when he was on the cross. <laughs> when he was on the cross, remember, in order to make sure that he was dead, there was a, a, a soldier that was there that stuck a spear into his side. And when they stuck a spear into his side, he opened up a hole in his side. Well, why in the world would he do that? Well, remember, he is the vine, we are the branches. In order to be able to graft a, a, a branch into a vine, you gotta open up the side of it, praise God, in order to be able to do so. You gotta open up the side of it to do so. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. I love the Lord. Anybody love the Lord? Lord got this way of doing things. Think about it, think about it, think about it. Who are we? We're the bride of Christ. We're the people that he's coming to be able to get as a bride, praise God. Well, think about it. The first bride that came from the original Adam, the side was opened up, a rib was taken out, and then he built that person up to be the, be the bride for him and then brought it to him. Said, this is your bride, praise God. We the second one, praise God, come from the second Adam, whereas the side was opened up. Instead of taking something out, he put something in. Praise God, and what he puts in is me and you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why? So we can be able to be attached to him forever and locked in with him forever. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. But when he opened up his side, two things came out. Number one was the blood. (laughs) The blood came out to be able to wash our sins away, take our sin away, pay the price for our sin. Are you listening to me up in here? Because it was the blood of Jesus that was the currency that bought us out of the slave market of sin. That was a currency that was demanded. A life was necessary. And he gave his life and the life is in the blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But a second thing came out when they opened up that side. What was that? Water. Water. Water came out. Praise God. Well, why is the water? The first one was to be able to take care of the price of the sin. The second one is to cleanse you of the sin. The first one was to be able to pay the price for the sin. That covered the wages. The second one was to get rid of you sinning. It's called the water of the word of God. That's one of the reasons why we read last time in John chapter 15, where it's the, once the branch is in the vine, then you got to cleanse it. Because you got to get rid of everything that would deteriorate its ability to be able to produce the fruit that was supposed to rightly come from it. That's why we learned that when, the, when, when a husband get a wife, when a man love a woman, where's God? Hallelujah. He won't just go to Jared. He'll go to the word of God to be able to cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word of God. Y'all feel disappointed. I'm looking at you. Praise God. Don't give me no word. I can get my own word. Go to Jared. Praise God. Amen. Where well, he's supposed to cleanse you with the washing of the water of the word. He can still go to Jared, but he better cleanse you too. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Because we have to now get cleaned also. He wants to clean us of the world. He wants to get the world off of us. Is anybody hearing me up in here? So he needs to clean us up too. Are right, you to me up in here? And see, that's the problem with the Church of the Living God is we duck in the cleansing. Praise God, we don't we don't want. You think I'm lying, folks? Don't come to church. Amen. Look at your neighbor. And say, is he talking about you or me? Praise God, Amen. Because we don't because we duck the cleansing. Praise God, we don't want to get cleansed like we're supposed to. Amen. Remember, remember, remember when the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Praise God. Remember, remember when the priest who are you are, you are now priest. When the priest first was uh, to be presented unto God to be able to do what God wanted him to do, he had to be cleansed by somebody else. Praise God. Hallelujah. Whereas others would come and cleanse him to be able to make sure he's cleansed like he ought to. Well, that first one was done by somebody else. It was done by Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. They was the ones that cleansed you initially. But remember, after becoming priest, there was also a laver that sat outside of there, whereas the priests were to wash themselves daily. Why would they have to wash themselves daily? Because as they walk through the world, they get filthified. And before they go in and do what God wanted them to do, they had to be cleansified. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's why God wants us to get clean, because he wants us to live this thing out like we're supposed to, because we'll never be able to be the person we're supposed to be and do what we're supposed to do until we get cleans like we're supposed to. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Let's greet. Verse one, and you have the quicken which were dead in trespasses and sin. That word trespasses means side slips. It translates side slips. Ha, you know how we be slipping in the darkness, side slips. This includes laps or deviations. This includes lapse or deviations. What do you mean by laps? Lapse as in we was doing it, but stopped doing it. But then started doing it and stopped doing it and started doing it and stopped doing it. Every one of those laps is a side slip. Or deviations, deviations when we go fully off course. We just change course and go to another course. Praise God, jump on another horse, go in another direction. Praise God. Those are the trespasses. That is error. Now, when it says error, it's talking about unintentional error. Stuff that you did, that you did, that you didn't know you do, that you was gonna do. That when you did, you was like, ooh, my bad, I didn't mean to do that. Praise God, do you know what I'm talking about? Or transgressions. The transgressions are willful transgressions, it's talking about. Whereas you meant to do what you did. Don't look at me like that. Because some stuff we do, we didn't know what we was doing. Some stuff we did, we knew exactly what we was doing. And we did it. And like, (laughs) didn't couldn't have cared less. God said, all that is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about these trespasses. You were dead in trespasses, side slips, laps and deviations, unintentional errors, as well as willful transgressions. But notice what he said. He said, He said, You were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world. In time past. Now remember, he talking to the church here. He said, To the church, you were walking in times past. The phrase times past means at some time. At some time, but it's pointing back in time. It says some time, but it's pointing back in time. It also translates, that's why it translates, a four. That's as in before. You know, in old time, back in old time, used to do that. Now you're listening to me, back in old time, used to do that. You know, I can, back in old time, some of us used to carry a flip phone. Praise God. Back in old time. Praise God. But now some of us have been forced forward. Praise God, in order to be able to have phones that you can't answer now. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for people forcing people forward. Praise God, Amen. <laughs> amen. It's, it's like that. It's like that. Like that commercial, praise God, where this guy's sitting there. And I kind of relate to the guy too. He had one of them big old walkie-talkie looking phones. Praise God. He said, Now this is a phone right here. Praise God. Look, it's got buttons. Praise God. Amen. I can make calls, receive calls, and he said, now this is a real phone. He said, all that other stuff. He was talking about another guy was laughing at him and talking, he was like saying it mockingly to about, nice phone, dude. And he like, yeah, it is, isn't it? Praise God. That was some of us. We was, mine wasn't that big. It wasn't that much smaller. It was, but, it was, but it worked. Praise God. I could make calls. I could send calls. I could receive your texts. And not text you back. Praise God, Amen. <laughs> I mean, I could do it, could do, but it take a while. Praise God. That's why when I read that sign say "No text while driving," I said, "No problem, Bob. You ain't you ain't even got to worry about that. I gotta be sitting someplace trying to look at these little bitty buttons in the first place. Baby, give me your glasses. Give me your glasses. Amen. What the heck this is anyway? In <laughs> time passed. Just like y'all hear me say every week and stuff like that, that we have tapes and CDs back in the bookstore here. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed with what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you are seen that it's true, that God really does want all of us to be imitators of Him. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do what you need to do, to take advantage of the awesome opportunity to be more like God, so that we can walk like Him, talk like Him, like He wants all of us to do. And enjoy the kind of life that He wants live by me and you. That can only happen when we're more like God, like He wants all of us to be and do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at Erico 210-785-9238. That's Erico 210 or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 645. Saturday afternoons at 4.30 and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop it off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you, it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And since we're talking about coming through... We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one, of my sisters, that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually, too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late as if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Neither are VIP transportation services available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers of word of faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did and they will too. So come on through. And let the brothers of Word of Faith be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. We at Word of Faith also invite you to a special service that we're having this Sunday that's called Each One Bring One. It's where everybody in the church brings at least one person to church with them to experience and enjoy a service at Word of Faith SA. I think everybody ought to experience a service at Word of Faith SA at least once. It's an experience that I don't think anybody in San Antonio should miss. There'll be a special reception that follows each of the services in honor of your coming, where we're going to bless you naturally after blessing you spiritually. There's going to be a cornucopia of culinary delights for your gastronomic enjoyment. That means there's going to be a whole lot of food all over the place for you. Our guests to enjoy. So I invite everybody in our listening audience to be my one at the Each One Bring One this Sunday at either the 8 o'clock or the 11 o'clock service. So come on through and let us a word of faith be a blessing to you. And make sure you introduce yourself to me after the service or after reception and tell me that you're my one at the Each One Bring One. I'll be honored to meet you and to greet you. So please, please, please come on through. Be my one at the Each One Bring One. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you
0: tomorrow.